Oh, it's Wednesday. Grab your sandwiches. We're going to learn something. Wherever you are in the world, we're going to teleport to Waterloo. That's right, South London. We're going to do it. This is where I'm normally at. We're going to learn about Build Studios. Welcome, everyone, to the Architecture Social. In 15 seconds, we are going to kick off. It's too hot. It's far too hot, and I am in a non-air-conditioned room, and I have to close the doors because of the buildings outside. Welcome, everyone, to the live stream. I have the fantastic guest here today, the fantastic Helen Santa from Build Studios, who I am very jealous of right now because she is in Build Studios, which I am a resident of, and you've got the beautiful air conditioning going there, haven't you, Helen? That's right. There's no 30 degree temperature to worry about here. Well, I w I'm working from home today for the live stream, which is rather uh, ironic. However, I do love Bill Studios. And I found out about Bill Studios three months ago when I was looking for a shared working space for the architecture social. But I'm sure there's many people that might know of it, but also people that are not familiar will build studios yet. So it would be amazing, Helen, if you briefly tell us who you are and also tell us about Build Studios. Okay, so I'm Helen Santa. I'm Chief Executive of Build Studios. Uh, and as Stephen mentioned, we're primarily a co-working space, uh, but a co-working space with a difference. Uh, we're solely for businesses in the built environment sector, uh, but we're also a social enterprise. So effectively, every bit of money that we rent from selling desks goes in support education and outreach programs to broaden access to young people or for groups who may otherwise be quite underrepresented in the sector. So it's a, it's a virtuous circle and um, it's going, going well for us so far. I agree. I love it as well. And I love being part of it. So on this show as well, because we're live streaming, I know it's the first time you've done a live stream as well. Helen. We're going to have a bit of fun, but anyone in the audience can ask us questions or share their thoughts. And if you've been to Build Studios, you can drop us a line as well. But Rowan says working from home is the new norm. I kind of agree, but at the same time, I was personally looking for an office to get that magic. And I love coming in, working at home sometimes and coming into the build studios. So what I'm gonna do briefly is I'm gonna show one or two images so that people can have a little bit of an idea about, here we go. So this was in the good times. Oh, sorry, I've cut you out there, Helen, isn't I? There you go. So there you're back. So this was during the good times before the pandemic, but basically you can see the space here and this is a fantastic show, but uh, here we go. Here's Inside Build Studios, and it's split on two levels, isn't it? So we're in Waterloo, and oh, there you go. We've got the fantastic Marcy on the couch there, but it's a really great space, and I love it. So do you want to tell everyone a bit about it right now, how many people can be in the office, 
How, yeah, um... sure. Yeah, so we've got we've got space for about fifty. Uh, so it's pretty small uh, space, about three thousand square foot, small but mm -hmm. perfectly formed. Um, and we, in terms of the co-working offer, it, it's a kind of um, a sort of fairly standard hot desking, or you can you can book a, a desk for yourself as well. It's all shared workspace, and that's quite deliberate um, because what we focus on. Um, very small businesses or one-man bands in the sector and the aim mm -hmm. right from the beginning was to say actually it doesn't matter if you're working on your own it's great to create a space where you can have access to the same sort of skill sets as if you're working with a large practice yeah. so we quite deliberately sit architects alongside planners interior designers engineers landscapers and it means that you know even if it even if it's just a chat in the kitchen or it can be kind of more formalized than that you can run your ideas past people um, and also we've had some examples where our members have collaborated as well so we've had a really nice one recently where we've got a one-man band property owner one-man band planner and a one-man band architect um, who've worked together and they've just secured uh, planning permission for a rooftop bar in London Bridge so when we were first Ooh. setting up the space I know I know and in this sort of weather what better place to be um, yeah yeah I think when we first secured the space we sort of hoped that that kind of collaboration would happen we weren't necessarily yeah. sure whether it actually would happen um, but it seems to be working which is great um, yeah so so we're um we, we were kind of set up as probably with this audience, most people will know what a section 106 is, but the, the space occupies a site that used to be an old office block and a pub. Um, mm. And it's now very fancy student accommodation, kind of duplex yes. apartment with Let rivers me go of to Google Maps for us. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and when we oh. were, when the space was converted from office to student accommodation, um, the developers were asked to retain a section of it for workspace. Mm. Um, and in true section 106 style, there wasn't a lot more detail given than that really, um, except that it should be an affordable incubator space for startups. Um, so we were really given a blank canvas and then had to kind of come up with a, a proposal for the space. And that's sort of what what prompted Build Studios really. Um, oh, we, we put, I'm up there, aren't I, Helen? I'm over here. Woohoo! <laughs> That's your desk. Yeah. You get I'm a little a... blue plaque made for you, Stephen. I know, but it's a great space. And I thought it's just good. Well, Google Maps has done us really well here as well, but it's really fun. I love the plants. And of course, everyone's doing the two meter lock. You know, the, you know, so everything's social. Is it socially distanced? Is the word I've got before? You know, I know we're in Freedom Day right now, but you've been very like you've been very responsible about it all. And I imagine it's been an interesting time for you as well, dealing with it. Huh? Yeah, it has. It has. I think a lot of um, a lot of shared workspaces have really suffered over the last 18 months. Um, but actually what we found is that um, we've we've sort of cautiously started reopening again. Yeah. Um, and now we're, we're, we're basically fighting people off with sticks because everyone, everyone has suddenly decided that they need a couple of couple of days in the office a week. And actually, um, to your uh, commentator who said earlier, work from home is the new norm. I'm not quite so sure I agree with that one. Um, we're finding mm. that sort of hybrid arrangement is what 
people really want. So, you know, we we'll, we offer we can do a desk course with a one day, two days a week, and that seems to be what the majority of people go for. Um, yeah. So Tuesday, Wednesday, there's not room to swing a cat. We're so busy. Um, yeah. No one seems to work Fridays anymore. But there's a lot of people who they like working from home, but actually some days you've just got to escape the washing machine and the yeah. kids and all of the other and the 30 degree heat. And um, people like to come in and actually have a bit of interaction. I, I love it. I really enjoy it. And it was a happy accident because I couldn't believe that someone had made a co-working space for the built environment because I used to be in a WeWork, Alan, and there's so many businesses that are in these spaces. And I imagine it could be tempting just to have a co-working space for anyone. But the built environment, you're right, it's, it's so many fantastic connections there so actually so i was in the office yesterday right and so i was going to bring up the list that we had before but the i met the fantastic john snow with his planning business so john snow i have to tell john you're on the live stream he's probably there going like steve what are you doing well i love <laughs> i love john's business and he was telling me all about it yesterday and i think it's really great because he works with a lot of architects and this is the true form about what the space is isn't it so we're going to get john's business on the architecture social so we can talk about it and also me and him alan talked about well online on the architecture social platform it's really good to have people like john who can you know offer advice to architects as well so i imagine you've seen a lot of this collaboration happening haven't you within the space yeah, I mean, it can be really informal, but it's just, I think, you know, yeah. there's a lot of um, self-confessed geeks um, in the built environment. You know, I'm, yeah. my background is city centre management and um, uh, and sort of um, basically I, I deal with the sort of back end of the process. I don't design yeah. spaces. I deal with managing managing what's been put in place and working with business community and residential communities to make the space tick. Um, so, I mean, I'm borderline obsessed with um, all of the detail that goes with managing a space. So I love things like a hanging basket bracket and I love a drop curb and I love all of that kind of thing. But in normal, if I tried to talk to my friends about that, as you can imagine, they kind of glaze over fairly quickly. But the good thing about this space is you will find a fellow nerd who loves local plans, who loves brackets and drop curbs, yeah, yeah. Um, or who can actually just, you know, you can just run run something past them. So we find yeah. it's there's a lot of that kind of informal collaboration that that starts initially, um, and then what's really nice for us is when you see that it's it's actually led to paid work because really that's what we're about. There's no point in running these things if it's just you know a nice chat. If it can actually help new businesses bring some additional money, and then 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 great. Yeah, I well I love it, and so I mean. It was funny you were talking about literal stuff because you laugh because our conversation you laughed you seen me I think the second or third time we met in the office you saw me pulling my hair out about um, setting up my company's accounts and normally when I'm in the office I'm frantically working on the architectural social website but we've had some really interesting debates about how um, I imagine that the the way of the future and I agree with you I think that there'll always be an element of digital form so but then also it's going to be really quite exciting because there's an event space in terms of build studios that can be used for physical events so of course we we'll want to make sure everything's safe but i think that there's that really nice hybrid which is which is coming up 
But just before we crack on, Helen, we've had one or two more comments come in here. So Brian has said that co-working spaces were popular in the 1980s. Not as focused as this one. Lovely place to work then. Well, Brian, you should definitely pop down. And if you're in Waterloo as well, because I'm in the offices a few days a week, but if you ever let um, me or Helen know, and if you want to pop in and have a coffee, um, you know, and safe, and you can bring your mask and everything, and it's all respectful, then you should definitely pop in. And Shatish says that he loves the idea as well. So we've got a bit of, um, so far, I think everyone likes the idea. So well done Alan, <laughs> for setting up, um, bit, you know, built environment co-working space. But before we talk about that a little bit more, I would love to know why you decided that we need this, because I think there's a need for it as well. But I imagine your career brought you to this point, and I would love to know a bit of the backstory about mm -hmm. yourself, Helen, and why you, what brought you to the point where you wanted to set it up. Okay, well, um, I'll give you that there's a long and shaggy dog story answer to that one, but there's a okay. there's a slightly more pithy one. Um, I've always been completely obsessed with towns and cities. Um, and when I was a kid, I used to go and visit my godmother who lived in Manchester and used to love getting the train and you'd see all, they call them property porn now, but it's all these wonderful old warehouses and kind of station sidings and things like that. Yeah. And um, as the kind of incredibly cool teen I was, I would look at those and think, oh, I'd love to get hold of those and convert them into something. Um, and yeah. we, we grew, I lived in the sticks when I was little as well. So it was the same with any kind of old barn I saw. I'd always sort of think, oh, you know, that, that could be something so much better. Um, and when I was at school, I found, and actually this was a key driver in setting up Build Studios because, you know, we've spoken a bit about the workspace, but actually the reason why we're all here is to try to introduce young people to the sector and introduce yes. people to the sector who might not otherwise have even known that these jobs existed. And mm -hmm. I thought, you know, with my, you know, very sort of privileged background and I should have had access to this kind of information but even even in the context of a school that was kind of reasonably geared up towards careers education no one could tell me a thing and I remember having conversations where I'd say I really like towns and cities you know what's there for me and um, I was just met with blank looks you know no one could even suggest a profession like town planning which is a really really old and established profession and slightly sadly actually I think that's still the case from some of the kids that we speak to um so when we were setting it up I, I saw that saw this as an opportunity to do something really quite interesting actually where we can have a kind of physical space physical mm. spaces are lovely but through my work in um urban regeneration and kind of city management physical space means nothing if it's not for the people inside it and yeah. for what that space does and for what that space means so I yeah. thought actually in a kind of microcosm without being sort of too highfalutin about this we've got a space that has a function you know it provides yeah. much needed affordable subsidized workspace for small businesses who would otherwise be priced out of central London yeah um, but also we can create this ecosystem whereby the members in the space can go into local schools take part in our outreach program um, and and actually kind of really raise awareness about all the amazing jobs there are in the sector so it was a kind of circuitous route getting to build studios but I um I'd also become really, really frustrated by the sort of siloed working in the sector. Mm -hmm. So I've had quite a varied career. I started off in just through 
really a, a chance meeting as often happens ended up with some work experience that led me to a, a job in a quango um, that set up the first business improvement districts in london so i know Amazing. quite a lot about bids so i did my sort of public private partnership experience and then i went to work for a private consultancy for a while so i worked for colin buchanan and partners in their regen team so that's a sort of i mean primarily transport planning but that was um, particularly looking at evaluating large regen schemes up north um, and then I got a job in a local authority so I worked for the Corporation of London for a while in their um, economic development team and yeah. so in the space of a relatively short period of time I'd had experience of public sector private sector and that kind of murky world in between of partnership not-for-profit social enterprise and actually I like the murky bits I like that kind of tricky area in the middle that tries to bring together multiple players to kind of create a bigger picture. And mm -hmm. so I got approached um, by the chair of the Waterloo Bids, who knew me from the days, my Quango days, and um, he asked me if I wanted to have a go at actually running it. Um, I was sort of ridiculously over-promoted at the time, um, but I sort of felt like it was something I really, really wanted to do. And I think the thing about bids is, you know, you get thrown into an area, you live and breathe it. Um, but what I love about it is particularly in an area like Waterloo, you've got these huge kind of public sector players like Transport for London and the Department of Health, big charities here, you know, CAFOD, Christian Aid, lots and lots and lots of small businesses, independent retailers. And the role was to try to kind of bring them together around a common aim for the area. And I think that's where I got this idea that um, it's not a new idea. I'm talking like I made this up. But actually, you know, if you get lots of different voices around a table that you can solve some much bigger problems than if you try to do it alone. So with Build Studios, we thought, actually, let's go specific. Let's make it built environment. Otherwise, it's just an exercise in letting desks. It's just bums on seats. And that's not exciting to anyone. Yeah. But if we create it focused, we've got an opportunity to bring like-minded people together and actually start addressing some of these issues around the built environment, but in a more kind of holistic way. And then mm. we were approached by the landlord um, who said, look, do you want it? And at the time, at the time I was running the business improvement districts and said, yeah, we'll take that on. Sounds interesting. Yeah. Not with much of a business plan in place, um, but it all kind of came from there, really. And um, yeah, we've been open four years now. And I think, you know, we're still still alive after the last couple of years. So we're pretty happy with that. And um, there seems to be a real demand for the space, which is great. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I was quite um, I was quite lucky, actually, because um... I was organically, I was in the right place at the right time. And actually I, I was, I was having a meal and I was looking for an office. And so I just viewed an office in Peckham and um, I worked with the architects on it and it was the market, it was the marketplace in Peckham and it was, it's beautiful, but I just felt like, ah, oh, I don't know whether my business would fit into this. And because there's an, there's an element where on one hand, uh, the architecture social is an online community website, but on the other hand, it's deeply rooted with an architecture. And I was kind of like, oh, okay, it's all right, but I'm not too sure. And I remember looking on Google and I was like, oh, do you know what? Because Waterloo is connected to Lewisham where I live. I'll have a quick little look. And I was on Google and it was like, build studios, a co-working space for the built environment. And I was like, 
I think I'm hallucinating. I was like, I didn't know <laughs> such a place existed. So I rang up uh, Marcio who works with you and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be there straight away. And then I basically came down and then we met and we had a nice conversation. But what I love as well is because I'm not strictly, while I worked in architecture, um, there's a sense of that in one sense, this studio is perfect because it's the built environment. And I love that collaboration. And I love that you've got town planners. I've loved that you've got people launching products. You've got me with the online community. And as well as that, you've got architects and you've got engineers and we've got the housing developers, isn't we? I think that's mm -hmm. just effectively a developer, in-house architect developer. So there's quite a variety. I imagine you've seen lots of different businesses uh, over the period of the last four to five years. But at the same time, what was interesting is when you told me is that a lot of the people that joined have stayed in the studios for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. And I can, I can see why, but have we got anyone still from when it started then Helen, who's still there? Yeah, we have. Yeah, there are a couple. So um, Andrew from Druin, who you'll know, he's he's one of the kind of the old guard. Um, and a couple of couple of the other guys have been here from the start. It's interesting, actually, because I think like a, a traditional incubator, the whole point yeah. is that you take on a new business, you kind of build them up and then you kind of let them fly. Um, but I've always found the term incubator deeply patronizing. And I think yeah. particularly in this sector, yeah. you know, we're not talking about people straight out of university, although we do have one or two of those. Um, um, in the main, it's people who've been in practice for kind of 10 years and they're setting up on their own. So they're a startup, but they don't, you know, they know, they know how yeah. to run a business. The, the support needs to be a lot more kind of practical than that, really. Um, yeah. So we, but we grappled with that a bit. You know, we were sort of saying, should we hold on to people for three years and then tell them they need to go? elsewhere no, don't um, kick me out now no, I I find that. Don't. that's not fair <laughs> i'm just enjoying it yeah it's it's it is on one hand it would be nice you always want more space i think but there's always an organic balance as well isn't it when maybe a business is it's like the right time to yeah. leave the nest then they can but then if it kind of works and it's complementary yeah, um, no, and I think, you know, it's quite self-selecting in that respect. We've had a couple of prop tech firms coming through the space. And I think, you know, when you've got that level of investment, it'll be two people one month and then suddenly it's four, suddenly it's eight, suddenly they're team of 32 and there's no way they'll fit. Um, and that's fine and that's good. I mean, it's kind of slightly eye-watering from a cash flow point of view, but it's great, you know, and we should be really pleased when that happens. Yeah. Um, but I think we've got to counter that with people who actually want to stay small there's an assumption i think sometimes that all businesses want to grow and that is simply not the case yeah. i think a lot of firms want to stay kind of small and and bespoke and kind of a bit more niche and that's really good and i think that's actually where we're really finding our own niche yeah i hear you well i've I brought up this little line here from jason who is also a friend of the architecture social and was on last week's um live stream so but there's a nice point in here. So Jason, you should pop in when you're when you're in London. And I what I felt was really good about this point as well, Helen, is because while you have the residence and hopefully one day I'll now be part of like, you know, I'll be part of the Illumini. But there's an element of flexibility with this. And what I like is like Jason, you can pop in. I mean, if you just give a little bit of notice or whatever, then amazing. But there is an element of because there's two floors isn't there in the space and you have some resident desks at the top but there's there's an element with the event spaces and i'll bring up some images here from uh let's get up some images now but you can you know the 
the stuff that I've got before. So like downstairs, I'm just looking for, I go, maybe it's better I go back to Google because we can then pan around the spaces. Uh, let me bring this up. But what, oh, I've cut you out again, Helen, sorry. sorry. But downstairs, so this space, is this is also downstairs, isn't it? And so you've got the meeting rooms here, which are really cool. So you can be like Alan Sugar in there and this meeting's in the back room. I haven't actually used that meeting room yet, but here's the entrance actually. So it's right next to Waterloo. I mean, the location in my opinion is insanely good. I love it. And I do like Waterloo because you're next to the market and we can touch upon that in a bit. But here you can see it's a bit of a grainy picture from Google, but we're spinning around with all and you can see that this downstairs area, this is pre-COVID, I'm imagining, but you can see yep. a lot of people in the space. And so there's quite a nice, and this is a mural on the wall, but here we go from the entrance. You can see this space down here. It, there's an element of flexibility. So like I've had one or two, you know, conversations down there. You can spread out. It's, it's a really nice space. So what's your how does how does that work for anyone listening then helen if they wanted can people book like impromptu meetings and stuff or what's what's your plans with that yeah um go for it no no me. i mean we can so we have a sort of met various membership packages you know you can mm -hmm. so if you're a member you can you can basically book your own rooms as and when you need them but um if yeah. any if any externals just want to kind of pop pop by and book book um but the space there they're more than welcome to do so um yeah no it's it's um i wouldn't quite say it's a drop-in because obviously we're sort of you know <laughs> with yeah, issues we're around times. staffing that and all the rest of it but um yeah no exactly but no we're always always happy to see people and um our conundrum at the moment actually Stephen, you might have some ideas on this and, and i suspect some of your followers will will as well i i alluded earlier to the fact that no one seems to work fridays anymore or if they do um if they do work Fridays, then uh, then well, they certainly I'm, don't really want to be in, in town. I'm in Akrid Lowry's office on a Friday, you know, and also, <laughs> well, that is kind of, that is kind of true. But uh, I've heard that like, you've, there was, especially uh, speaking to John before, there was definitely a nice crowd in the space, which we, you know, go down the pub, down the road on a Friday as well. But I, I tell you what, Helen, speaking out loud, I think that's um, the Fridays in this kind of new world, that is a good day to work at home you know i agree but then for a space operator that gives us yeah. a bit of a conundrum because we've got this space and we want to do something with it and um i'm curious to see what you know what would tempt people in we've been Maybe. toying with the idea of like sort of cpd sessions or portfolio reviews and yeah you know chucking a breakfast what's going to make people come into london on fridays again well, anyone who's listening, drop us your thoughts now while we talk. I will give you my thoughts, but if, for instance, someone is here and they have some ideas on what would be fun uh, and what would be good on a Friday, then do drop us a comment now. Thinking out loud, because we've kind of talked about it, haven't we? Little bits and bobs, but I, I think that we do CV and portfolio reviews in the Architecture Social with students. Oh, there you go, Jason saying CPDs is a good idea. There you go. You know, get the CPD sandwiches, Alan, get some CPDs going. But I think what would be nice is there's two things that come to mind. And I'm basing these on of what I've seen within the architecture socials, because there has been a little bit of a craving for an architecture social social. So I do think that there is a nice aspect of maybe doing something like that.
But um, the other part I like is that, uh, oh, here we go. We've got an art exhibit. That's not, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, well, we happy with that. Yeah. Well, you could have like a resident artist or something, couldn't you? And they go on the wall and then you reveal them once a month, Alan. That's a good idea. Or once every two, three months or whatever. But I do like that we could do the CV and portfolio reviews in person. I think that's cool. Where I can, me and you can get our flags out, rock up downstairs and people can drop in and, and get um, hope, you know, constructive criticism. And then people from upstairs can join us maybe if they want to, if, they, if they're free, you know what I yeah. mean? And that could be a good one. So no, I think that sounds like a winner. Well, you've got two here, haven't you, from the crowd? And then, so I'm seeing the CV portfolio review and the architecture, social, social. So there we go. There's four. I think that deserves a round of applause for the audience, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's always tricky, though, isn't it? Because we just don't know with things changing. But on the topic of, look, there's so much positivity. And I'm, I love your vibes of being positive, And I want to keep it positive as well. But actually, you have survived a, a remarkably tricky time for co-working spaces, which has been the pandemic. So do you feel a bit now relieved, Helen, that there's slightly a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel? Absolutely. I mean, I'd love to say it was never in doubt, but I think anyone who runs any sort of commercial property would would know straight away that I was lying yeah. if I said that. I've got a wonderful stat, which I'm going to look for you actually while, um, while we chat, um, but just about yeah. the amount of commercial property space that's been relinquished. Here you go. So I met the other day with the head of commercial leasing um, for a very large landlord, and he gave me this stat that 25 million square foot of commercial office space has been relinquished in the last 18 months. Wow. Which is just astonishing. Um, I'm not surprised. At, no, exactly. And I, and I think for the sort of for the big guys, that is really, really concerning. But actually, um, you know, for a small operator like us, particularly one with a niche and a social purpose, it's actually yeah. a real opportunity. Um, you know, I mentioned to you earlier before we started that the Charity Commission have indicated that they are now going to grant us charitable status, which is something we've been working on for two years now. Um, Thank we you. Need another, um, we need one more clap. One more clap. There you go. <laughs> Charitable status is amazing. No, sounds well, hard work. It does sound like hard work, and I think it's a lot of admin. Um, but what it does mean is that we're then suddenly in quite an attractive position to landlords who have got space. They're wondering what on earth to do with it. Um, oh, got an wow. enormous business rates liability, um, and you know we're in a fortunate position that that demand at the moment is exceeding supply in terms of what we can offer so we're now looking at sort of next steps for you know where we take build studios and i think there's some really interesting um openings for those companies that have outgrown the space and want a door they can lock at the end of the day but they don't want to sort of leave the build studios community i think that's quite an interesting one for us um, but mm. also I'm quite interested from a sort of town centre regeneration point of view, you know, is this a concept that could translate, say, to a retail unit in a high street? Could we do a kind of cafe space where we do some, you know, drop ins for young people who want really good careers advice and combine yeah. that with a with a sort of um, kind of co-working offer as well? So there's so much opportunity out there at the moment. It's a kind of, yeah, after a slightly hairy, hairy couple of years, I think we're um, we're sort of definitely back in the right direction it's really interesting because um when i was working before mcdonald company and many others as well so recruitment on commercial offices went down but in the last six months there's been a resurgence because it's all about i think 
uh, as well, because if you've got existing floor plans and like an office of 100 desks is now going to be 50 desks because people are working remotely, then maybe the what you're talking about, there's there's scope there, isn't there, for like mini satellites. And uh, we work have had a massive culture shock, but I think that they're new because I was looking at them as well before I found Build Studios. And I didn't like there's There was a nice part about that you could go to any office, but what I like is that in Build Studios, I've got my own desk and there's a level of flexibility. But maybe, as you say, I, I imagine, Alan, there's like, build studios because it's already plural it's build studios you could have oh i'll cut you out again but you could have loads of mini build studios all over the city right that'd be cool yeah why not it's part of my my plans for world domination i think that's where we're that's where we're probably heading i think you're onto something so well i think like anyone that's got any ideas around that should drop you a message but uh while we're on that topic because i love the, the the fact you talked about the section 106s and and you know actually part of my dissertation when i did do architecture was on section 106 so i'm like <laughs> i'm i'm well i i understood when you said that but um it's what's interesting about build studios as well is that there's close connections with waterloo and you touched upon the the schools and you've got the career program but what i also like as well is you're deeply involved with the marketplace which is which is next door which is called we are waterloo so how did that relationship come up and do you want to tell us a little bit about them and a little bit about yourself well it sounds like a big exercise in nepotism but i used to be ceo of we are waterloo for 10 years Ooh. which is the business improvement district um, oh that would explain it then that, that would will, explain that, why we it. know them so well um but yeah so i'm i'm kind of the, the, the waterloo is one of those areas in london that kind of gets its claws into you um and then you can never ever leave so yeah. I just like to him. warn you, Stephen, you're never you're never leaving Waterloo. Now you're here. It's it's how it works. Well, um, well, I used to uh, sneak preview on that before we move on. Is that I used to work very closely at EPR Architects, which is just in Westminster, so that I used to always go across the the bridge to Waterloo and go to one or two of the bars and the culture, and you got the theatre and everything. So I absolutely love Waterloo. It's amazing. Yeah, it's a great it's a great community and it's a really embedded local community as well. And, um, you know, as I was saying earlier, I think that um, I'm really interested in what goes on in buildings because actually it's the people that make the space. And I think it's, you know, that's for me is so important. Mm. And, you know, and if we do look to expand and, you know, build studios, Bristol or wherever it is we happen to be, um, it's no point in me just swanning in and pretending I know the patch you know you've got to you've got to get right under the skin of an area and work out what the specific needs are and who the key players are and I think that's how interesting stuff happens yeah yeah I agree I think look it's amazing we are Waterloo and I really appreciated my five pound off my lunch voucher when I joined as well so uh, I'm a massive fan but I love this career program as well and this is a recent development you've done and this is a specific one have you where the teacher came in talked about all the stuff that they're doing as well do you want to briefly tell people about this latest endeavor that you guys are doing yeah sure studios? so so we had we've we've had a careers program in place for three years but it used to mm -hmm. be um i mean it was it was great but it used to be a case of um arranging volunteers to go in on a weekly basis to talk about what they did um, we work with oasis academy south bank which is an outstanding um academy school about four minutes down the road from us um yeah. and it was really well received but um actually working with the teachers what we found was that um, I mean, not to put too fine a point on it, they're knackered and they're overworked. Mm -hmm. And the 
content was great, but it was requiring quite a lot of work from the staff to yeah. develop and kind of oversee the projects that the kids were doing through the scheme. Um, so we got some funding from the Walcott Foundation, who are a charitable grant giving body um, who work with disadvantaged young people in Lambeth. And that was basically to kind of scale up the project and we were keen to basically develop some new content for the kids but stuff that would just be really practical really straightforward so that any teacher who was asked to deliver careers enrichment which they have on the curriculum at this school um, could literally just pick up the pack and teach it without having to do serious amounts of preparation beforehand um, so we've um, worked with the Museum of Architecture. I imagine many of ah, you will be familiar MOA. with that. The MOA, yep, great, great group of people. Um, and they have a new sort of subsidiary called um, the School for Creative Thinkers, which runs all of their kind of youth and, and school programs. And we commissioned them to produce the content for us. So this the the program basically there are two two themes to it. One is architecture and design, um, primarily interior design, and then the other one, which we're trying very hard to make interesting, is the development and planning one. Um, we've discovered that planning for thirteen year olds is a little bit of a challenge. A bit harder. To try and engage their attention, um, but it seems to be going well. And they had a ferocious debate last session about the gentrification of Elephant and Castle, so they're really really switched on about it. Um, but the aim of the programme as well is also that it's something that can be replicable. So at the moment, we work primarily with Oasis South Bank, but we'd like to roll that out to other schools as well. Um, but it's been a real win because it's it's so flexible. So we've got these packages that the teachers can pick up um, yeah. and, and just kind of run with. Uh, we can send in-person real people into the school if they want to go in and say, I'm so-and-so and I'm an architect. That's really, really valuable to the kids just seeing real people who do real jobs coming in and, and kind of chatting to um, chatting to the, the kids. Um, but we've also uh, produced some careers videos as well. Um, so we'll have a kind of set example of this is so-and-so. He's an architect and a planner and an interior designer. So that even if we're in places where we can't physically get a volunteer, they can still play these to the kids and give them a bit more kind of real uh, experience of of kind of hearing from someone who's in the sector so it's been great and I mean I have to say all credit to the school who've run this during a pandemic but we we um, reached 91 kids last year through the program which wow. I think is kind of astonishing given everything that happened um, but it's yeah. been it's been really great actually getting that off the off the ground I love it so there's so many parts to this and why I think it's the magic formula is that We've got the, the co-working space, which for me is actually a really practical solution to where my business is right now. I enjoy the social aspect. I enjoy the opportunities which will come out of it. And it's a pleasant, and it was a pleasant surprise as well to hear about all the amazing stuff, such as the career developments program. And why wouldn't we want to help, you know, these as well and get people inspired about the, the build. The built environment because there's so many amazing jobs out there in the industry and i think it's so it's so cool that you are doing it one thing that came to mind helen with the town planning mm -hmm. is that i one of the reasons i became i studied architecture was that i was obsessed with the video game sim city which is yep. kind of not so much architecture, but more city planning. So I'm not quite, I'm not saying it's quite town planning, but just thinking out loud, 
we might have something in there but maybe we should do like sim city sim city sessions in bill studios that could be another friday event you there know? you go that's fridays again we're gonna get too booked up on fridays now though i know well we do need to start don't we together it's a joint effort in bill studios we're gonna think about filling up that event calendar obviously it, it's a balance of being safe but also uh where do i want to go it's, it's about being safe but then also it's nice to have stuff going on because otherwise i'm just gonna feel like i'm you know staying at home all the time we all want to meet people and enjoy on you know in a safe distance so we'll work on that there and we Jason... had our first little first little event the other the other day actually and the, the yeah. sort of excitement of actually hearing the chink of wine glasses for the first time in almost two years i think everyone everyone was kind of pretty happy with that actually just to sort of see people in person again for the first time in such a long time yeah no it's definitely cool i enjoyed it as well and look at this we need to go you need to go you need to go national yeah we've got but manchester actually i studied in manchester lived there seems like a good choice for another build studios actually i would you agree know? i would agree that's been suggested before actually so i think we need to um I think we need to get get on the train again and go and see all these old railway sidings of my youth, which I suspect look rather different now. All right, well, look, there's. I think it's amazing. We've covered a lot already as well. So everyone here should check out Build Studios and everyone can drop you a message as well. But um, this is one of the first live stream kind of podcasts that I've done. So look, thank you, Helen. But I think it's only fair that you get live to ask me one or two questions as well that you have. I know we chat, I know we had a little chat before, but is there anything you want to ask me while live on the live stream? Oh, there you go, you know, you see, you didn't prep me for this beforehand, otherwise I could have come De up with some snorters for yeah, you. Yeah, that's why I don't tell you, because otherwise you'll have like a list of like four. I'd be like, what's the, what you and another thing. Um, yeah. I have a question for you. Um, mm. I think it's interesting, actually, that you know I'm always quite open about this. I'm 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 never the sort of person who likes to pretend that running and starting a small business is smooth. And some would say I'm kind of hypercritical about what we do here. I as is always the case. You look at you forget all the stuff that's brilliantly, and you focus on the bits that aren't going so well. But it's right. very interesting that you know you, along with many people, found out about us somewhat by fluke. Um, happen to be looking for space in Waterloo and um, I would like to know from your kind of extensive sort of social media reach and expertise if you had a tip for us as to how we could do a bit better at telling people about who we are and what we do where yeah. would be, and you could only and we could only focus on one thing what would that thing be okay two things so um i love the well the reason we're doing this is because as well i love the message i love the agenda and the whole point is that as a business hub we should help each other out so i think that a lot of people would be happy to help build studios when they understand it so i think it's a it's getting out there a little bit and obviously you're like we're live we're talking now and i think you lend yourself well to these kind of platform. So I do think that now I think there's the, there's the physical aspect and then there's the online aspect. And so my head, as you know, when we talk in the office, I am all about search engine optimization at the moment, which is an absolute nightmare. Um, it drives me insane, but I can see how it's so important. So for anyone listening to this live stream as well, especially if you're running a small business, 
Um, or like, for instance, we, when we were talking a bit before this, how it's like, it's a full-time job what you're doing, running the studios. And it's a full-time job as well, doing the programs that you're doing. So you have two full-time jobs, but sadly, marketing is also almost like another full-time job. But I think maybe what would be good is that if we start tying in those awesome events that you do, like the, the small get-together, if we now start broadcasting them and we can do that on the social inviting people in i think that organically people are going to find it and my bet is that when people are aware of it like when i was they're going to be like oh my god so i think my it's just getting out there and there's no right or wrong way i think it's just constantly doing it i remember we talked about it on the social and you're like oh my gosh you're always putting something out there and i think that actually half of marketing is just constantly banging the drum because um there's just so much noise out there there's so much happening online there's so much on linkedin you know you've got me you've got all these different things and how you cut through the noise i think makes a big impact but also the amount of times that you broadcast your message so um we i think well we will do some events together and we can open it up to the general public at a time and they can come in and enjoy the build studios on the theme but that's it really i think that when you're in the studios there's i think it's perfect i wouldn't change anything just got to get your name out there really so that's my question uh sorry that's my answer about build studios so you you didn't ask me anything tricky about the architecture social do you want to ask me anything about that Hmm. <laughs> let, me, <laughs> let, let me think. Um, no, I'd like. Well, I'd like to know. Okay, so I'm going to ask you the same one. Same one as I as I sort of answer. Ask for myself. Yeah. Which is what if you're being hypercritical? What would you, what do you think is the thing about architecture social that needs to grow and get better? Good, good question. So I think that like I'm seeing the use of it evolve. And so during the pandemic, the community forum was used much more because people were in isolation but even myself i think i'm kind of we all kind of craving that semi-digital physical um formula and i think whoever cracks that it's going to be really interesting so i actually think and one of the reasons why i like build studios is that we can have that conversation going because i think that uh the architecture social if it's just all zoom events and stuff it will kind of stagnate and actually i think that um some of the things i'm proud of on the architecture social is when people use it to find jobs and they use that resource it's a bit like your your career development scheme something when someone gets something out of it to me that's really enriching um so i think that that's the next big thing for the architecture social is getting that balance and, and that's why i made it a thing of for I wanted to go into the office, but in theory, I could have run the architecture social from um, my home, but I wouldn't want to do that because you miss out on a lot of qualities, you know? So I think that that's, this is the next thing for the architecture social evolving. But the other thing that I need to be really careful of is, and, and like two weeks ago, I, because um, I, I had so much going on, Helen, um, I had an invite to an event which went through to my personal email and because i was so busy i missed it and i was really upset because it was um an event i really wanted to go to and it involved the community as well so i think the one thing that being critical of myself is that 
I need to get the balance of prioritizing things. And like, also I've got loads of podcasts, which I need to release, but they take like an hour or two to release. So I think, uh, I need to encourage people on the architecture, social and, and help people out with their projects. So maybe it's like, uh, helping people who want to do study groups and stuff like that, rather than me doing everything. So I think that's the short answer. So get the digital and physical thing going and inspire people in the community to do what they want because, but they can do what they want. And also I need to not over, um, extend myself or not do too much things because when I was doing a clubhouse and this and that, then the risky thing is when you spin in so many plates, Alan, and you, well, maybe you can advise me on this because you do a lot of this stuff, then you can drop a plate, can't you? You know, and, and yeah, so yeah, that's, sure. that's my next thing. There's a lot of positives, but that's my current, um, my current, uh, juncture in the road. So any advice while we're here before we go would be amazing. How do I do well, it? I, Helen? How, how do I balance well, all this stuff? Well, I wish I, I wish I knew because I, ha I suffer from the same affliction, but I have concluded. <laughs> no, <that>. no, <laughs> I have concluded that, you know, you can't, there are lots of yeah. brilliant small organizations out there. Yeah. all run by br brilliant but also exhausted individuals and i yeah. think the only way out of it is that we all start working together yeah. and actually sharing some of the burden because that is the way that i think all of us can get bigger and better resource to start doing all the the fun stuff that's you know stacking up on the mental to-do list mm. um but there are only so many hours in the day so i think we just need to get our heads together and um and see what we can do together I agree. Well, I think you're right. Well, us doing events together should be two birds with one stone. And actually, I think that the combination could be a good fit. So we will work on that. But what I would love for people to do now, because we're probably coming up to the lunch session at the end of the lunch session, and I've really enjoyed this. But what's important is I want people to know where they can find you, where they can find Build Studios as well. So I'm going to bring up the website really quickly. But while I do that, and this is the website, buildstudios.co.uk, if someone's interested in discussing anything with you about what we talked today, Helen, where can they find you? So um, best thing to do is drop me an email. So it's helen at buildstudios.co.uk. And I'm always happy to hear from people, any suggestions, any ideas for collaborations, just get in touch and it'd be good to talk. Amazing. So there we go. Is that right? How are the bills? Yep. Yeah. We'll keep that up for one minute. I think that's a really nice rundown. So we've covered today what Build Studios is. We've also learned a little bit about your history and what's up and coming next. Anyone that's listening and enjoy this, drop Helen the comment. Helen is also in the Architecture Social and she is on LinkedIn. So you can drop her a message in both platforms. But Helen, I am going to leave you go now. Thank you so much Thank for you joining so us much. on the show. But stay on here while I close the live stream. And let me just bring this back and I'll wave goodbye. But thank you, everyone in the audience. Drop Helen a message and I will see you probably next week in some shape or form. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, I need to end it. Whoop.